Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Hi again, everybody, and welcome to Warriors Wrap-Up. Dan Avone and Shamari Block to talk about another loss and another loss on the road as the Warriors now in their last 20 games slip to 7-13. and 13. Tonight, it was a high-scoring affair, at least after a half, with that of the Atlanta team that the Warriors just simply had no answer for the entire evening, although they did overcome an 18-point deficit, made things interesting late in the contest as they got it to within three, but it was not enough. The Warriors waste a 37-point performance by that of one Clay Thompson. Clay with nine threes tonight, but it was not enough as Golden State again falling to the Atlanta Hawks. 121 to 110 is the final score. And Shamari, you know, not making any excuses, but in the second half and especially in that that third and, and towards the end of the game, it looked as though this is a team that has played a lot of road games in a short amount of time and it sort of caught up with them. It looked like... I don't know if this was this was exhaustion in, in in that fourth quarter in particular. Just so many easy buckets being given up. Like they had an inbounds play. They didn't even run a play. They just threw it right into the post. And Capella dunked it. I'm like, well, they didn't even run a play. Everybody just stood around while this happened. And and that's that's not that's not exhaustion. That's not fatigue. That that's that's lack of desire. That that is complacency. And that's that mindset that I was talking about yesterday, where they're like, oh, well, hey, you know, we're, we don't need to be the one seed. We don't need to chase wins. When the playoffs come, we're just going to magically become the Warriors of yesteryear. And that is the most concerning thing about this team. And and you see dudes like GP2, my man GP2 out there, the young glove, he's out there. He's he's on the floor for balls. He's doing everything he can do to win. But, but Draymond, I mean, I, I know he's on a minutes restriction, I know this, okay? But in the fourth quarter, while this game is getting out of hand, and the, well, actually, in the fourth quarter, as the Warriors are starting to close the gap, Draymond Green's on the bench until, like, a minute and a half left in the game? Uh, he need to be out there, partner. And I know it's probably on Kerr. But also, he needs to be out there, Kerr, okay? You, you need your guy out there. You need your best player out there. I'm watching Damian Lee try to stay in front of Trey Young. That's never going to happen. And, and it, it was it was frustrating. Moral of the story, it was frustrating to watch that fourth quarter because every time they got within a couple of points, either they would make a mistake 
or Trey Young or Capella or somebody would do something uh, not even spectacular, just oh, just just something stupid would happen. And, and if 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 they cut down on some, if they lost this game by my estimation because of stupidity and not because people didn't play, not because people were missing shots or because they, it was just like, what, 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 how did they get so many easy buckets were made in that fourth quarter by the Hawks? Yeah, I don't know if it's stupidity as much as sometimes when you're on the road and you don't have Steph, you don't have Iguodala, and you're talking about guys that just went back-to-back. Orlando, granted, that was about as ugly as it gets, and then the big one against Miami. And then just a day later, you got to travel and take on Atlanta. That's tough. That's just tough. And sometimes – we always talk about the battle of attrition of 82 games in the NBA. Tonight looked like one of those games. They just they ran out of gas. It's just a low energy team, and it ain't over. They got to go back to back now with Washington and Memphis, the team that's closing in on them, uh, or they're trying to close in yeah, on that has already gonna, oh, yeah, that has no, overtaken them for that for that number three seed. Yes, but something I wanted to get into that we also touched on yesterday. We could talk about Draymond Green, and I'm sorry, but Draymond, you know. You, this is why you don't say things, and maybe it was tongue-in-cheek. Maybe he's trying to get an audience for that podcast, but this is one of the reasons why you don't say stupid things like, I'm going to see you know, I'm going to see LeBron James when he surpasses Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and becomes the all-points leader because you open yourself up for a night like tonight where you go minus 24, and then you have four points, and you basically had absolutely on a team that's not even good defensively and not <laughs> right. even been good offensively. You gave up 69 points to the Atlanta Hawks in that first half. Where where are you, Draymond? You want to go see – you? I'm sorry to go back to this, but you want to go see LeBron? Well, give me more than, than minus 24, the plus minus, when you're on the floor and just four points and absolutely nothing defensively and, and no impact whatsoever in a basketball game. Complacency. Again, that's all it boils down to, Dan, is complacency. Steve Kerr, oh, we're not worried. We just need to be healthy. Nobody's worried about seeding. Nobody's worried about winning. Everybody just thinks the playoffs are this magical time where you can turn back the clock and you can t- flip a switch and become a contender. Draymond Gray, oh, hey, we're going to win a champion. No, you're not. I mean, you, you might. Hey, hey, anybody could win it. But right now, right now, as we speak, okay, let, let, let's lay out the contenders, okay? Let's lay out the contenders. The uh, the Suns contenders, the the Grizzlies contenders, favorites, not contenders, they're favorites. Okay, let's throw favorites out there. The Bucks are, are favorites, 76ers. I'm going to put them as favorites also. Okay, the Warriors aren't in that tier. But here's the question though. Now now you have the Heat. Okay, you you have the Mavericks and the Nuggets. Okay, you got uh, uh, who else want to throw in there? Maybe the Bulls. You know, okay. But that next tier of teams, right? The next tier of teams that aren't the favorites. But they're okay, well, maybe. Are the Warriors even in that tier right now? Well, the, the one thing about the Warriors, and we have maintained this all along, and it's getting sort of old because you're running out of time, is that it's hard to assess the team when everybody's not healthy. So the one caveat you have with the Warriors when you're saying they're not in that tier, they could be. They could be. And you have to take that into consideration if Steph comes back and if all of these moving pieces, Clay becomes Clay like he was tonight, Draymond becomes the Draymond we saw early on. You know, there's still room for this team to recapture some of that magic. Let's that, take some that, calls. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And that's great. But you Let's should take a be quick able to, call? Yeah, but you should be able to beat a play-in 
tournament team without Steph Curry. I'm sorry. If you can't beat him without Steph Curry, that's a problem. Let's take a call. Let's get a call. Sorry. Let's get out to Alameda and check in with Al. 888-957-9570, by the way. But Al joins us to kick things off. Wants to talk about the Warriors' loss tonight. What's up, Al? Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for taking my call here. Look, uh, you know, this this Warriors here, I don't know what you get out of this guy here. You don't know what the Warriors are going to show up in certain night. You know, you lose in a week team that you're supposed to win, and, and you win on, on a game that you're supposed to lose. Tonight, I, I, I mean, if you're not a complete team, you're not going to win at all. I could see it already. Somebody's hurt. Somebody's here. You know, Kerry's out, I'm sure, and Weissman is down. And in the playoff, they're going to get bounced out. They're going to get bounced out quick if they're not a complete team. They're going to be fully healthy. This team is not going to make it all the way, to be honest with you right now. I mean, even Clay tonight, he, he did good. I mean, it's been a while. Uh, he's, he's off and on, off and on. He never had a real good, good, solid uh, game. And Damon Green, if Damon Green is still, he's still his jaw is jogging his jaw there. Referee knows him. Everybody, all the referee knows him out there. That's why he's going to be a problem once in a while there. Technical, but I'm telling you, it's the it's the health is the one of the issues right now to me. They're not fully squad out there. They're not they're not going to make it in the first round if they're not fully healthy. Thank. Thanks so much, Al. You know he brings up a good point. We talked about this last night about the balance. Remember how free and you didn't have Wiggins looking over his shoulder. Wiggins just going to the rack. Kaminga being Kaminga, this young kid, unabashed, not worried about having to, to think about what it is that Draymond's thinking or not thinking when he puts up a shot, not having to defer to anybody. And, yeah. and also we saw, you know, the likes of, of even, you know, Damian Lee going off in that game. We talked about, okay, can you have that? Can you have Wiggins be that Wiggins? Can you have Kaminga be that that Kaminga and also incorporate Clay? So Clay does his part in 37 points. Where was Wiggins? Where was that Wiggins? Is he going to continue to do this disappearing act? I can see and make excuses for that of Jonathan Kaminga because he's on the bench, right? And, and he's a guy that's still a rookie and still developing, and he's about as good as Steve Kerr's going to let him be because Steve Kerr's got the reins on him. But this disappearing act with Wiggins is getting old at this juncture. Nine points for him tonight. He didn't even play for the most part throughout that fourth quarter. But where was that Wiggins? Where was that same backup unit that we saw free-flowing, playing with all that that high level of confidence? And then tonight you bring back, you reinsert Clay, you reinsert Draymond, and all of a sudden those guys disappear again. Because it's Clay Thompson. And it's because it's Draymond Green. You you I'm not gonna say you should alter the way you play around them, but it's hard not to, right? It's it's hard to it's hard to have the ball in your hand and look at Clay Thompson to your right and take a shot. You're like, oh, hey, this dude, he's kind of good at shooting the basketball. So I get it, but they but they need to get over that because Clay couldn't make it happen by himself. Jordan Poole had the worst game. By, by the way, it wasn't a horrible game. He was a volume shooter, though, tonight. He had one of his worst games in, in like, I, I don't know, what, two, his two first, months almost? First double-double in his career tonight. But he took a lot of shots. He had a lot of misses. He wasn't shooting well today. He had his worst shooting game, we'll say. Yeah, he just had, he had two in the second half, just two points. Yeah, so he had his worst shooting shooting game in almost two months, okay? And and he kept, he kept shooting, okay? And you know what? I want him to keep shooting. 
I want him to keep shooting because you're Jordan freaking Poole. You score the basketball. You make the plays. You make things happen. And Wiggins, he ain't about that life, right? Wiggins, he's like, oh, I'm going to pass the ball to Klay Thompson because he's, he's – and, and rightfully so. But like you, like you were saying, when those dudes ain't in the mix – and it's my team. I am I am Andrew Wiggins. This is my team. This is my time. You see what you can get. Now, the question is, is how do you get that when everybody else is on the court? I don't know. Kaminga just four points tonight. And you know that I'm on Kaminga watch every time this guy touches the ball. I will preface this by saying I think Steve Kerr is the smartest guy in the room no matter, you know, unless, unless you've got like Gandhi and Aristotle. and I mean, he is just – Typically, that guy, you got to defer to him because I think he's just an academic. I think he's brilliant. But sometimes, I just look at this like a lot of people as just a pure fan. Where the hell's Kaminga? I'm sorry, but, you know, if a kid's going to develop, you you can't pull him because eh, he was a little uninspired. I don't know. Again, maybe maybe this is this was matchups. I, I don't know. That could be the reasoning here. But this kid's too dynamic for him to sit and continue to have checkered m- minutes when he's a rising star in this league. Yeah, no way in hell, no way in hell should Damian Lee play 27 minutes and Jonathan Kaminga only plays 14. Like that, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. And, and I don't know, I, I didn't hear a report that he was injured or anything. I, I don't remember hearing that report. Maybe that's, maybe we'll find that out later. If that's the case, yeah, but, but, but. It, no, he started that, tonight. No, they he got, started, yeah. They got down 10-3 and immediately Kerr's he's like, out. that's yeah. enough. yeah. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I, no, I, 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 that's the point that I'm making is maybe there was some other unknown. Oh, he, he, he sprained his ankle and we whatever. But anything short of that, anything short of that, I do not need 27 minutes from Damian Lee and 14 from Kaminga. I, I don't care if he does it. I don't care if he does it. Even know where to stand or where like he still gives you a better chance to put the ball in the bucket. He still gives you a better chance to defend. Man, did you see? Damian Lee trying to stay in front of Trey Young. It, it, it looked like uh, it was a bad look, it, and and he went to it over and over again. You know, it's like, yeah, give give me that guy. Give me Steph's. Give me Steph's brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, get him over here, okay? Damian Lee is in one of the numbers that we don't look at. Plus five on the court tonight, and so you know that's a thing that Steve Kerr doesn't want to turn the ball over, and Kaminga has a tendency to still rush some shots and maybe turn it over. And when you're on the road and you're trying to maintain flow and you don't want to get down double digits big, maybe Steve Kerr tries to stop that bleeding early. One guy we got to continue to highlight is GP2. 14 points tonight. I don't know where this team is at without GP2. And his plus minus plus three tonight. I don't know why I'm all in on the plus minus. Maybe because I've got the scoreboard in front of me. And it's, <laughs> I'm all about plus minus. But GP2 tonight – 14 points, but if you watch the game, I think you and I were commenting on this. Yeah. He might be their most consistent threat inside. <laughs> That's, and he's 6'3". He's 6'3". And he, he's, as a rebounder, I mean, especially for a guard, okay? For a guard, the way he rebounds, the, the way he plays in the post, the way he elevates, all those things, it, it's it's insane. He, he's 6'3". Yeah, just stop and right there. The, the way he plays, the way he plays in the post. The yeah. he's playing in the post in six three, which is funny yeah. in and of itself. He he led the team in rebounds, six rebounds. He, he's a rebounding leader, and he's tiny, and he might be their best center. And that says a lot. Speaking of centers, we just thought we would go here before the game tonight. It was announced. I think that everybody knew this was a foregone conclusion that James Weissman 
has been officially shut down for the remainder of the season. There will be no James Weissman. He will not be returning to this team during the regular season and or the postseason. And I got to tell you, Shamari, I think big picture-wise, that's the best thing for this guy. Because I know you and a lot of people wanted to see him play that 10 to 12 minutes and have a role. This guy hasn't played basketball in so long, hasn't played this entire year. He was not going to come in during the postseason and give you or anybody else what I think a lot of people wanted, and a big that could counter Jokic and some of the other bigs that they're going to have to face. I think that this guy getting a full off season, like you go to Vegas and play basketball, you go to fall camp and you play basketball, get a full off season and work your butt off. Do like Jordan Poole has done the last two years during the off season and then hit the ground running next year where there still will be development and you can spend maybe a couple of weeks, a month of the first season, but you need, he needs that full body of work before he can really rely on this guy. Yes. Yes. And no, no, (laughs) because this team, this team isn't just small. It's tiny. This is a tiny, tiny team. The other teams walk past the Warriors and they pat them on the head and said, oh, my God, you guys are so adorable with your six foot nine center. And he would that was going to help. I'm not saying that he was going to like again, he wasn't going to go out and like have double be a double double machine or anything like that. And he wasn't going to lock up Jokic or anybody, but he was going to be big for about 10 minutes a game. And that makes a difference. It was going to make a difference. Can they win it all without Wiseman? Sure. But but he made it a little bit easier. He made a thing. Winning a championship. He made it a little bit easier. And that is a virtually impossible thing to do. One team in 30 does it once a year. And you need luck. And anything that can just give you the, the, the slightest, slightest little edge the slightest little elevation so that you can get over that hump, man. And that's what he would have been, a slight raise up in the the probability they could do it all. Once again, welcome to Warriors wrap-up. Shamari Block, Danavon, 121-110. Warriors lose to go 1-3 now on this road trip. The lone victory, that impressive win over the number one seed, the Miami Heat. They will wrap things up now with back-to-back games. Man, it does not get easy. Got to go against Washington and then the next night against Memphis as the Warriors then will return home, loses again tonight to Atlanta. Getting back to James Weissman, I mean, it's Sports Talk Radio, right? we got a live mic, so what we love to do is point a finger. Any finger pointing here as we look back in retrospect at the Warriors, did they miscalculate James Weissman and or the injury? Should they have gone? I know it's after the fact. We love to do this, but should they have gone out and found an insurance policy, have that sort of big that you're talking about as, as we head to the postseason? No, no, because there was no there was no reason to expect that he wouldn't heal. There was no reason to. I mean, maybe not for the beginning of the season, but by now, by now we're we're 72 games in and yeah, no, you would have thought by now that he would have played um everybody who has had this injury it, it's not a year-long thing. It's 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 like a 3 to 6 month thing depending on if you have surgery, it this is healed poorly. And I don't feel like there was anybody out there real. I mean, oh, yeah, no, no. I mean, right. I, yeah, there was no one out there that they could afford that was going to be a real live difference maker at the seventh spot, right? But but what you end up with now is, okay, now, and Looney's legit, man. I, 
I'm not knocking Looney. I love what Looney does, man. That dude, he plays his tail out every game, every night, okay? Looney is the one dude, man, that you don't see slacking. You don't see yeah, him disappearing. Right. He show, he's the one guy that shows up every night. That said, he is small. He is small for a center, and I'm not just talking about height. I'm talking about in length and in mass, man, right? It, when, when, when they're playing the, the Nuggets, he, he looks like uh, – yeah, he looks like a baby next to Jokic, man. He looks like some like starving kid sitting there next to Jokic, man. And and that's just that's just how that's how height works. That's how size works. Um, someone bigger, Wiseman, would have made a difference, man. But I don't know that you could have because listen, right? Willie Colley Stein's out there, okay? <laughs> Ain't gonna sign Willie Colley. He's seven feet tall, right? But I, you don't want that. You don't want that. You want someone that can that is big, but also can come in and help. Warriors lose it tonight, 121 to 110. They fall to the Atlanta Hawks again. I'll attribute part of this. I don't think you can overlook the fact that when you're on the road, this is when we talk about, well, you got to play on the road in the NBA. It's 82 games. This is exactly what you're referring to. These are sort of the dog days. You can see the finish line. You played an entire season, and now you got to go on the road, and you're going out in that East Coast time zone. And you're playing Orlando, Miami back to back, and then you got to get on a flight and take on Atlanta. And I, I just think that the, this is one of those games that just you want to reach down and get to another gear, and that second half it just wasn't there. Not to make excuses because this team clearly has holes. If you're seven and thirteen over your last twenty games, that's a pretty strong indicator. That's a pretty, that's a sizable chunk. I mean, that's a quarter of a basketball season. Well, see, but also, man, I don't want to hear that Steph Curry was missing, Draymond Green was missing, the Phoenix Suns. Went eleven and four yeah. without CP3. The the Grizzlies are something like thirteen and two without Ja. So if you're a team that is of that championship caliber, you you don't you don't fall off a cliff when you lose a guy. You don't. Getting back to the Suns just for a minute. This is a team that's obviously the number one seed in the West, best record in the NBA. They have got to be the odds-on favorite to win this thing. See, I, I, I got the thing with the Suns, right? And, and CP3 in particular is, is they, they, they just they got those they got that Gonzaga vibe, man. <laughs> okay, like it's like, oh, we, we're gonna kill it in the regular season, and we're gonna find a way to come up short. But they they should be, they should be. But if you asked a hundred NBA fans right now. I, two would pick them to win it all. Yeah. And, and, and those two people lived in this. One would live in New Mexico and the other one live in Arizona. <laughs> Here's the reason why. And you talked about last year. And a lot of us said, well, you guys were just the benefactors of a Western conference where you were very fortunate. Everybody got hurt, right? Everybody went down with injuries, including KD, including Kawhi. You go right on down the list. And then in Milwaukee, Jamal in the finals, <laughs> you fell short. I think what they did last year in going to the NBA Finals and then blowing that lead, you always you see this frequently in the NBA, historically, is they got a sniff of the championship, re, being on that doorstep. And oftentimes teams that get that close, they come back with a vengeance the next year. I, I don't think – I'm beginning to rethink that this was a lucky team in the postseason a year ago. I'm beginning to think this is a team with no holes. But still, as you mentioned, for whatever reason – Gonzaga – <laughs> they don't get the respect. A lot of people, a lot of people think it's going to come out of the East. A lot of people think it's going to be Brooklyn. A lot of think it's going to be Philadelphia and Phoenix for whatever reason. Despite driving that pace call car all year long and now getting CP3 back, I, I don't, I don't see anybody beating this team. 
They are very, very legit. That's the thing is that I, I don't know how it's going to happen, <laughs> but I know it is, right? Like, I didn't. I didn't know how Gonzaga was going to go out of the tournament, but I knew it was happening. And I don't know how the Suns don't win it all this year, but they're not going to. They're not going to because they, I don't know. You can say it's a curse. You could say it's a Well, it was only last jinx. year. It's not as if they've been in the finals or the playoffs frequently. Last year they came out of nowhere. Yeah, so. but I'm more talking about CP3. Oh, CP3. Teams. Gotcha, gotcha. But then also, man, let's go, let's go back to when Barkley was there. Let's go back. To when they had yeah, I don't Steve, know how much relevance they, it has with this team. No, but when they had <laughs> Steve Nash and uh, Stoudemire there, okay? Those Nash-Stoudemire teams were legit. They were number one seed at least one time. Steve Nash was a two-time MVP, and, and, and they were nothing in the playoffs. Sean Marion. Yeah, and, and again, eventually, if basketball is played long enough, like if if – if World War III never occurs and the world doesn't end in, in nuclear disaster well, and we play a thousand seasons of basketball, eventually they're going to win, right? But I don't know. I just don't it, – it's going to take a while. It's going to be a rare thing. Like, I just don't – when I look at that that sun logo across the chest, <laughs> I just don't think championship. I just don't. Well, I, and, I, I, and, I, and no one does. I'm not alone. No, I know. But I think about – if you want to talk about Steve Nash, and he happens to be a coach now in the NBA – Charles is like, you know, 60 years old and 75 pounds heavier. I don't know the relevancy of this year's team because what they have is the best point guard. And I hate saying this because I'm not a CP3 fan, but he's the best point guard. You got Devin Booker, a wing scorer. You got all the pieces with, you know, those guys that can defend. Crowder, and then you got, you got shooters. The, you got, yeah, no, you, you got, got sides. Yeah. They just got it all covered, and they've been the best team all year long and have shown absolutely no warts throughout the entire year. And But a lot of people are like you. They just don't want to give them that cred. So it'll be interesting to see because that's the team that the Warriors are going to have to catch and pass. And as of right now, it ain't happening. So I guess the big question becomes – but, but, but see, no, the question it, – it, forget the Suns, man, okay? You got to beat Soda Popkinski before you get to fight Mike Tyson, okay? You, 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 can they beat the Grizzlies? Can they beat the Mavericks in a seven-game series? That, that's where the Warriors are right now. Round one, first-round matchup, it could be it could be the Mavericks. It could be the Minnesota Timberwolves. Can they win that one? Yeah. Can they win that one? We'll continue to talk about it. The Warriors fall tonight to the Atlanta Hawks, the Golden State Warriors. We'll take a look at the Western Conference. We'll see and preview their matchup against the Wizards as they wrap up this long, very strenuous road trip against the Wizards. And then the next night against a big one with an asterisk against Memphis. Shamari Block, Danabone, Warriors wrap-up continues right here on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Right holding it up, up top, finds Hunter. Stripped from behind by Peyton the second, goes to the deck to get it. Finds Porter Jr. to Clay Thompson, extra pass, Damian Lee, corner three, no. Long rebound, Porter Jr. Clay Thompson catches topside, jumper, got it! Tim, he was running back, he never saw it go in. He just turned and went back, he knew it was in. Now back to Warriors wrap up on 95-7 the game. Part of Klay Thompson's 37 points and a wasted effort tonight as the Warriors lose 121 to 110 to the Atlanta Hawks. The road trip continues. You can catch all the action right here on 95-7 the game when they go back to back starting on Sunday against the Washington Wizards and then wrap things up the following night against the Memphis Grizzlies. Speaking of Klay, let's get another shot in. Sterling, let's do our shot of the game presented by the County of Santa Clara. Looney with the rebound. Are you going to run? Let's go. Flipped it ahead to Clay Thompson. JB says, let's go. Off the screen. Clay hears him, fires, and hits another three. A Clay Trey makes it 103 98. Season high, ninth three for Thompson. He's got 33. That was the shot of the game presented by the County of Santa Clara. Book a COVID 19 booster shot now at sccfreevax.org or call 211. You know, Shamari, as much as we heard back-to-back highlights of Clay doing his thing tonight and the 37 points, but it's it's this lack of consistency. It's Clay one night, Wiggins and Kaminga the other night, Steph is here, Steph is gone. At what point, or do they this season put it all together? We always talk about wait till it comes together, wait till this team's all on the same page, wait till everybody's healthy. Well, they're running out of time, man. You, you got 10 games left. You got 10 games left, and then however many games you can last in the playoffs to get this all figured out. And, and again, I think that it's foolhearted to believe that, you know, once we get everybody together, it's, it's 2015 again. That's not the case. Everybody's a little bit older. Klay Thompson, it, he got off tonight, but he hasn't been on a lot of nights, okay? He's, he's going to be inconsistent. Jordan Poole, he's been on for 10 games, straight games, 12 straight games. Tonight, he was he was Russell Westbrook, okay? Um, Andrew Wiggins, he he nine shots, nine, nine shot attempts. Man, he only played 22 minutes, which again, what the hell? But oh, he only had nine shot attempts, man. So 
when I look, when I look at this game, just based on the minutes played and who played them, okay, you went heavy Thompson, you went heavy Jordan Poole. They played 40 and 39 minutes respectively, okay? Looney played 24, that's your starting center. Otto Porter Jr. played 19. You had 30 minutes of GP2. You only had 14 minutes of Kaminga, one of your starters. Your other starter, Andrew Wiggins, played 22 minutes. What what was Kerr going for with, with this with this game plan, though, right? I, I, I It's not just that. So let's go back. Let's go back. Let's jump in a time machine. A, a, a not very effective one. It only takes us back five months, okay? Let's go back five months to that 18-2 and two stretch to start the season. It was a different person every night then, right? It was a different person every night then, but it was a different person playing an excellent game while mostly everybody else played an okay game. And you had a consistent rotation. Everybody knew their roles, all these sort of things. And when I look at when I look at uh, just, just looking at this game based on the minutes played, tonight and so many other times in the past two months, like I kind of – I kind of felt like Steve Kerr was grasping at straws, like trying to figure out, well, okay, I, I don't know what to do. Just let's roll the dice to see who goes out there and does what, right? You, you, have you gotten that feeling a lot of the yeah, past Yeah, I think months? with the rotation, he's been searching throughout the season to find, and a lot of it has to do with availability with a lot of these guys. But you're right, in the beginning of the season, it may be pool one night. Steph Curry wasn't Steph Curry, but he was still giving you that 25 a night. But, but Jordan Poole was right there. Andrew Wiggins was right there, giving you that 18 to 25. And then you had Draymond being the defensive best defensive player in the league at the time. And it, it all worked. But now it just seems to be so checkered. It's Clay erupting, but then everyone else disappears. Steph's healthy, then he's gone. Clay missed a good chunk of the season. It just, for whatever reason, they have not, they, they just have not come together. And sometimes you're just snake bit. Sometimes that just happens. And, and, and snake bit's not a proper word because. Listen, the Warriors were so fortunate when they won those titles, they didn't suffer any sort of injuries or have to deal with what they're dealing with this year. So this what goes around comes around. We're not making any excuses here and saying, oh, geez, you know, why us? Why us? By the way, the Comcast business text line, and we're seeing more and more of this, and the only reason I'm highlighting this is because it's happening with a higher level of frequency, and that's Draymond Green hate. Yeah. <laughs> Minus yeah. 24 tonight. And, uh, again, Draymond – I know this isn't fair, but if you want to pop off and say, you know what, I'm on podcast, Steve Kerr, I'm leaving the team to go see LeBron James make history when he surpasses Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and becomes the all-time scoring leader in the history of the NBA. Like, that's going to happen. You can say that, man, if you're, if you're dealing. But if you're a minus 24 and you score four points and you really have, haven't really done much since you've returned to the lineup, you shut your pie hole. You can't, you can't well, pop also- off like that. Three assists, five rebounds, okay? Five turnovers, okay? Like it, it, it's, it's one thing to be minus 24. It's another thing to have more turnovers than assists. It's another thing to only have five rebounds. another thing to only have taken three shots in the entire game, right? Like, what, where, where, what, did, what was your impact at all? <laughs> at all, okay? I mean, you, you, Draymond Green... And I get it though, and and I get it though. Draymond Green, he is. It, it, it's not everybody has a bad game, right? But but when he has a bad game, it's like, well, where where was that leadership? Where was that vitriol? Where where was the where was that that mindset that you know like the, 
The myth of Draymond Green and the actual Draymond Green are two completely different things, right? Actual Draymond Green, good passer, good, really good defender, um, good playmaker, okay? The, the myth of Draymond Green is, is like some great leader that, like, he's freaking, uh, who's the guy? Who's the guy from uh, the Mel Gibson? What's the movie? Mel Gibson, um, where he plays the freaking uh, Scottish dude. Man, come on. Braveheart. He, the, the, the actual, the myth of Draymond Green is he's the guy from Braveheart sitting there like, they'll never take our lives, okay? And, and that's not Draymond Green. He, he's a good player. And then he's a head case. Like, in every other way. And he's not like this. And when he's not performing on the court, then it becomes a bigger problem because, well, wait a second. What happened to that will, Draymond? What happened to that toughness you were talking about? You know who the toughest dude on that court tonight was in a Dwarves uniform? GP2. That was the toughest, hardest-playing dude on the court. And I didn't see that from Draymond Green. And the fact of the matter is, is that two seasons ago when Steph Curry got hurt, Draymond Green wasn't out. Where was that hard playing, hard, never say die attitude then? And I'm kind of feel like, I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like Draymond Green is a front runner. Hot take, I know, but but you know that 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 dog attitude doesn't come out in the hardest moments. You know what I think about that phrase, hot take. Not a big fan of it. Yo, no, I, listen, I. I Wait, first things first. I will never have a quote unquote hot take for the for the sake of having a hot take, right? But if I if I, 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 if I say something that's unpopular, man, then I'm gonna be like, I know that's a hot take. And, and I'm only saying gangsta. <laughs> I think that I don't know if I call him a front runner. I think he's a good listen, when Draymond Green wants to play and when he's physically healthy, he's the best defender, in my estimation, in the league. Yes. And he can win you games, but but but, he in provides... a lo- but in a lost cause, in a lost cause where they where they're trailing the whole game and and hopeless loss, do you don't see that same level of intensity? Yeah, no, and it's, it's people that do. GP two tonight, man, like they're down by uh, seventeen. GP two is on the floor. Yeah, he. You talked about Looney being consistent every single night. Draymond has a tendency to sometimes disappear, not as frequently as that of Wiggins. But there are nights when he, when he, and that's why we, oftentimes it's always prefaced. If he's that guy in the beginning of the year, the defensive player of the year, and he's buying in, then watch out because there's sometimes where he just checks out. And there are times, I mean, you know, there were times last year where he had a hard time focusing and he knew it wasn't a very good basketball team. And two years ago before he went down with the injury. So there are times when, when he's motivated, but that's, that's the key. He's got to be motivated. And if, I think if I'm with you, if you're a true star in this league, you come every single night and you deliver. I mean, there's going to be nights throughout 82 games where you're going to be better some nights other than better than others, but you've got to bring it. And sometimes his energy level is low. And sometimes you're like, well, where's, where's that Draymond that we saw in the beginning of the year? And, Com- and, and it just, it, it's not there all the time. Comcast business text line. Dre is Hollywood now. What do you think that? What do you think about that? Oh, I that said success? that the other night, man. But, but do, do you think, was, was he ever that guy, though? Because I'm like, eh, okay, maybe he was. But we didn't really see him go. We didn't see Draymond struggle and strife and have any difficult times until two seasons ago. So he could have been this dude the whole time. But he's just on winning team after winning team. So it's like, oh, yeah, I'm Draymond Gray. And, and then now, now when things get real, he's not that guy all the time, right? You know what's interesting? Speaking of that, last year, he marveled at Steph Curry. I remember this specifically where he said, you know, Steph continues 
to impress me. Everything that I've seen out of this guy, playing alongside him for more than 10 years, but this year he didn't complain once of playing with all these young dudes, having to play with all of these kids. Remember that last year they had all these kids and it was yeah. a team that wasn't yeah. very good and, and Kelly Oubre and there was a lot of finger pointing. He came and played every single night and never pointed a finger. And it was almost like he was shining a light on himself. Maybe inadvertently it was an indictment on, I'm not like that. I, I'm not like Steph. It was almost as if he was saying that publicly. Let's take a quick call. Continue with the Draymond hate. <laughs> Off the stand out in Walnut Creek. Wants to get on in the conversation talking about the Warriors, by the way. Losers tonight to the Atlanta Hawks. Welcome to Warriors wrap-up. Stan, welcome to the show. Fellas, hey. Hey, what up, fellas? Hey, I'm born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. Live out here in Walnut Creek. Loving the Bay. I'm coming from the lens of a Detroit Piston fan, watching Rodman, watching the Bad Boys, watching Ben Wallace and them boys back in the day. Love Draymond. He's from Saginaw. But <laughs> why, as a great defender, he doesn't have a lot of rebounds? He doesn't rebound well. I thought the defense wasn't open until you actually rebound the ball. And it seems like he doesn't rebound well. I know he impacts the game by deflections and playing good deep. But just coming from that lens of that where I'm from in Detroit with them boys, I just don't see like he's a great defender or just he's just a good defender. And that's all I wanted to say. He can be a great defender. I tell you what, though, Stan, how about you can have him back and give us Kate Cunningham? <laughs> oh, man, that kid. Thank you, Stan. You know, see, that's the thing is that he is the rebounding is separate, right? And Draymond Green is undersized for his position. And he's a soft body dude, okay? <laughs> like you know, he's, he's he's not explosive. So rebounding, I get him not being a he's six foot six. He plays power forward and center. He's at a disadvantage. That's okay. The what he but the fact that he can sit there against a seven footer and, and muscle up against him and body him and 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 not get back down and maybe even get up and change the shot. Right? That's remarkable. That that's why he's a good defender. He's also a good defender because uh, on the help backside help frontside help all those sort of things. Uh, he's he's a, he's one of the best help defenders, and he's also the linebacker. Okay, he's a green dot dude that calls the plays out, calls the defense, calls the offenses out, and of the things that he sees. When he's on point, he makes your defense better, and when he's on point, he makes your offense better. He just does. That's what he does. But that but that's because of of what's above his shoulders, and not because of what's in his heart. And that's what I'm saying though is that is that there's this le- there's this legend, a Draymond Green. Like, he's just this guy that has all this heart and soul and all this sort of things. I mean, no, he's a good basketball player. He's a good basketball player. But that heart and soul stuff, I, I'm, no, I'm no longer buying into it, okay? And I'm not saying he has a soft. I'm not saying he's a softy. I'm not saying he's a sucker, right? I'm just saying that the heart that Draymond Green is reported to have had this entire time, man, it, it, it's been a whole lot of times in the past three seasons where, where I didn't see it. And it's way too often. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM in HD1 San Francisco. An Odyssey station brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. <laughs> Listen, Draymond is, let's not kid ourselves. He's as responsible for the championships as much as Steph, and if not more so yes, at times. I, I agree. The guy provided the energy. He gave the team a personality. He was... He was that big stick, man. I mean, other than that, you know, they were a good team and a bunch of nice guys. He gave them an attitude, which they desperately needed. We can't overlook that. But I'm with a lot of other people. All of a sudden, he's 
He's business partners with LeBron in uninterrupted. And I get it. All right. these guys are business partners with each other. But yeah, but but but, but he's like, like I can see like Draymond Green goes to bed in a LeBron jersey. Okay, like, like that. That's what I'm. Them is the vibes I'm starting to get. Like he tucks in. He has LeBron pajamas and the Cleveland LeBron pajamas too. The real ones. Okay. Can you imagine like going back in the day, talking bad boys and Michael Jordan last dance knowledge? Bill Lambeer saying, "You know what? I am going to Chuck Daly." Chuck Daly, I don't count on me because when Michael Jordan becomes the all-time scoring leader, I'm not going to be here for the bad boys and the Pistons. I'm going to be there in Chicago or wherever Michael Jordan is cheering him on. What happened to those days? What happened I mean, to those what, days when Bill Lambeer and Michael Jordan wanted to punch each other in the face? Well, for, forget Bill Lambeer. Could you see Chris Paul saying it? <laughs> could, could you see Harden saying it? Could you see Durant saying it, right? Uh, anybody that's on a team that's contending, that fancies himself a contender and says they about that championship life, Draymond Green's about the only dude who's coming out. I, I got to be there to watch LeBron. Let's get out Everybody to a call else. in San Francisco. Standing by is Mike. Mike, welcome to Warriors. Wrap-up wants to get in on the Draymond talk. How are you tonight, Mike? Good. Uh, first off, about the, the game tonight, uh, when Clay's locked in like he is tonight, obviously pull. That should be enough offense to beat a, a struggling Atlanta team. I know last year they were in the Eastern Conference Final, but you know Trey Young is going to get his. But you can't let, you can't let a guy like Gallinari get off like he did. Even a guy like Hoarder, um, just a bad loss. Hopefully they can beat uh, Washington because after that I think they play Memphis. Memphis right now, even without John Morant, still playing the best basketball out of the league out besides the Suns. So you know the defense got to hone in. Um, play a lot better. This is a game you, you should win. It's strange you can beat Miami, but you get you get torched by uh, this struggling Atlanta team. As far as Draymond goes, guys, I think you're just reading too much into it. Uh, Draymond, we know at this point is near the end of his career. He's trying to establish his media career. He's got the the NBA uh, on TNT. He's got his podcast, and I think he's following the Stephen A. Smith mode where you want to be loud, brash as he is uh, anyway, but. You always want to make headlines like, you know, Stephen A. and Sir Charles do. And I think that's the mode of what he's doing. He's even taking it up much now because he's always making headlines. That's why the media loves him because he's always going to say something that's going to give you a good headline and bulletin point for your story. So I just think that's what he's doing. And and I just think people just start, need to stop reading it. I think Clay said it best a while back. It's just Draymond being Draymond. They just – it's one year out of the other. They just – it's just Draymond being himself. They – Really don't take it anything he says seriously. Lastly, uh, everybody was as you see back in the olden days. Guys, remember Jordan on his off days during the finals used to go golfing with uh, with Charles Oakley, and this was during the Eastern Conference Finals. And even in the finals, he used to go bar, uh, bar, uh, golfing with uh, his buddies uh, Oakley, uh, Pat Ewing, and even guys like later on down the stretch with with a uh, bird. Um, so let's not just make it like. You know, and even back then he was uh, going gambling as well. They would go to the casinos, play that trip with the opposing players. So I think people need to stop using back in the olden day because those guys were doing it just as much as the, uh, pro- associating with each other, but it wasn't as uh, headlining stories it is now, obviously, with all the media and social media. Thanks for the time. Yeah, thanks so much, Mike. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know that he was golfing. With, you might be right. During during their careers, I'm not sure that that's documented, but you might be right. Again, we'll take a look at. I mean, it. No, there's stories out there. Yeah, no, that. no, yeah. That, there's no doubt, but but not to this level. The way the NBA is currently, and I think this starts at the AAU level. 
these guys all know each other, right? They've all grown up together, whether they went to different schools, different paths to the NBA. If you're in that same class or that same age grouping, you're pretty much aware of each other. Like Carmelo and LeBron, there's guys that are paired with each other at very early ages. It's a very different dynamic. And now, because of the, the financial sort of influence in all of this, and these guys have so much money and they're so smart that they're getting into – and nobody's done it better when it comes to business and making money from an athletic career as a player than that of LeBron James and creating a brand and creating an entity. LeBron has done it better than anybody. Better than Michael Jordan when Michael Jordan was playing. And now you're seeing these guys partner financially, becoming business partners. And it just can't skew who you are as a basketball player. And, and what the problem I have, getting back to the caller, Mike, when he's talking about, and you're right, we're probably feeding the beast and fanning this flame more than we should when we're talking about his podcast because that's all he wants is clicks or whatever it is, viewers. But Stephen A. Smith and Charles Barkley, they – they weren't, first of all, Stephen A. never played in the NBA, and Charles Barkley didn't have a podcast. First of all, podcasts weren't around when he was playing, but he wasn't doing this as a player. You still got to play games against LeBron James. You still got to check him. You still have to throw him down on a hard foul if it's a breakaway. Are you going to do that? I'm sure you will, but you put, the, you put that seed of doubt in everybody's head. And I know, I know I, I, in particular, feeding way too much into this, but I'm not going to let it go. I'm going to remind people. Every night when he has a bad game, what it is that he said, that Steve Kerr, I'm leaving the team to go watch LeBron James become the all-time scoring leader. But it also it's also a mindset. It's also a mindset. And again, the myth, the legend of Draymond Green, who's gritty and just wants to win, okay? He doesn't just want to win. He wants to go watch LeBron James makes history. You know what I'm saying? That that that's 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 not that's not a, a winner's even I have no problem with dudes being business partners. Get your money, put your money together, build something, do that, okay? I have no problem with, with dudes hanging out in the offseason and being pals. But when you say, it's more important for me to watch this dude do something, I mean, history. Yeah, make history. Oh, yeah, he, that's going to be historic, okay? But it's going to be historic in the history books. That moment ain't going to mean anything. It's gonna, they, they're, they're, they might stop the game. There might be some kind of, oh, LeBron James just becomes the all-time leading scorer in writing something like that announcement, some balloons. I, I don't know what's going to happen, right? But it ain't that big of a – now, listen, if he was like, yo, after our game, I'm jumping on the plane and I'm going to party with Bron the night after the, the night that he breaks the record, I would be okay with that. Yeah, I don't even but, like that. Well, no, but I'm saying, but he's no, like, yeah. I'm going to disrupt what's going on with my team to go watch this dude break a record. That's fanboy status. That, 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 that means that you no longer – and not, let me not even say it longer because, again, I don't know that Draymond Green was ever that dude. He got the reputation for being you know, that he, dude. Was he that was dude. that dude back in the day when he called LeBron a B, called him the B word, you know, in game – what was it, game three? Listen, I, I, I don't – He said, I, you're I, a flat-out B. On Dan, the floor, Dan, they almost came to blows. What happened to that dude? Dan, listen, I don't know about you, but, but in, in certain parts of uh, certain cities, okay – on a pickup basketball game, that that'll come out, hands will be thrown, and and then like an hour later, everybody's joking. Okay, I'm just saying that 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 ain't. No, that, I don't that think they were joking back then. Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying though is I've been I've been on basketball courts where dudes. No, hands, you know when he when he called in the and, B word, and then, then later on in the same day they would they was they was chilling out on the corner with each other. 
I don't think that was happening when you're talking about the NBA Finals in 2016. No, no, I know what you're saying. I'm just saying that that. But, but what yeah. happened to that dude? All of it. And and here's the issue that I have: respect who you play for. This is San Francisco, bro. I know you're from Detroit. Respect who you play with. No, but this is San Francisco. That's the Lakers, man. We don't typically people from these parts, and I don't mean to go juvenile on you, but people in these parts don't like the Southland. Yeah, no, we, we, we don't we like the Dodgers. Them. We don't like the Rams. <laughs> certainly don't like the Lakers. And we sure as hell don't like LeBron. So don't throw it in our face that he's my friend, he's my business partner, I'm leaving the team, and I'm going to go hang out with somebody who's essentially public enemy number one. Have some sensitivity, man. That's why I'm going to continue to hammer you over the head when you have bad games. The That's five LeBron one, James. The 510 Comcast business text line, LeBron was at Wade's last home game. Okay. All right. I mean, they, they, they played together. And they was friends. You know, they, they, you know what I'm saying? They, they were on the same team. LeBron didn't take the game off. LeBron yeah. did not leave the Los he Angeles was, Lakers to go watch a scheduled game, miss a game to go watch Wade's last game. Let's take a quick call, Shamari. Let's do it. That guy hanging out in Oakland. What's up, that guy? Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, fellas? Great show. Hey, you guys aren't on enough, man. You need to be on more. <laughs> I'm, I'm, hey, uh, <laughs> the thing I got to say is, you know, uh, and I hope he's listening because, you know, I- I'm calling him out. Draymond Green is a fraud, plain and simple. He's Mr. Showtime now. He's more care- he's caring about his brand, and he shows up. He can play, but he shows up when the lights are bright. If the lights are dim, the stars are missing, he won't put the effort in. Just like he said last year, I'm not trying to get into a play-in game. Well, you know, you should be trying to get in anything that can take you to the postseason let alone, uh, uh, you know, crying about this and that. And then as far as, like, these guys being friends, you know, I don't – personally, I don't think that's cool. You, you think Matuzak would have ever went to lunch with Joe Green after a game? No, they were <laughs> right? They want to kill each other. And, you know, they had mutual respect, but that was it. See you next year. And uh, for, for, uh, for Green to say he – he was going to go to that game. I cursed at something about it yesterday on your station. I forget what he said, but he laughed about it. But Green <laughs> should have been a true OG. A true OG would have been like, you know what? I hope he's playing us that night when he's going for the record because I'm going to lock him down and he's not getting it. That's what a true defensive player of the year would have said. And Draymond Green is not that anymore. He sees LeBron James and he wants to be him. Well, you know what? Play basketball. What happened to that guy that beat David Lee out for the job? What happened Ooh. to that? You're out doing TNT interviews when you should be with your team trying to help them win even though you were hurt. Come on, man. Come on. Thanks, fellas. Right on, man. Mike, you, Mike coming strong. You, you know what else, though? You know what else, though, right? It, it, there's an element of, because Draymond Green, oh, I'm going to get in people's face. And he, he, he jumped in Wise's face. He jumped in Poole's face. He jumped in Kevin Durant's face. And, and, and nobody jumps in his face. And you know what? You know what? Dub Nation, you should, you, you should be upset. You have a right to be upset, right? You don't should really be upset about that comment. Steph Curry. But Steph Curry's too nice of a guy. Steph Curry, if Steph Curry was Draymond Green and had Draymond Green's attitude, he, he would have called into that show and been like, what you talking about, bro? You going to what? You going to what? When we what? When we trying to get, win another ring, when I'm, try, when I'm trying to win another ring, you're going to be out there watching LeBron, right? Steph Curry, he's too nice of a dude. And that's the other thing about, about Draymond Green 
is that he runs through this team, through this organization, unchecked, unchecked. And and I don't know who can be that guy to do that, but somebody, and not a coach. It needs to be another player. It needs to be another Draymond Green. <laughs> they need a more green green to check Draymond Green, but hopefully this Draymond Green knows what's really up and is really dedicated to winning and is really about that life that Draymond Green claims that he's about. And maybe he used to be at some point, but de- definitely not now. Definitely not now. Listen, we don't want to overlook the fact that this is a very good basketball player, that this is a guy that is so integral to the success of the Golden State Warriors. And he could have a Draymond Green run towards the end of the season, but he sets himself up for this. And maybe he's aware of it. Maybe he is trying to set something up for his afterlife when it comes to his post-NBA career. And maybe we are just all buying in. But, you know, you, you talked about the relationship with Steph, and Steph isn't that sort of guy to crack him. Steph has a relationship with LeBron, and it's changed over the years. They're friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But Steph is not going to go out of his way to sort of almost kick dirt in your face, Dub Nation, and saying, hey, man, why even say it? What's the point of publicly saying that? What's the point of saying, if you're going to do something like that, it should be clandestine, and then maybe you deal with the fallout afterwards. What's the point of saying that when it's a whole year removed? Why would you want to piss off people? All that's going to do is to people, if you're a true Warrior fan out there, if you want to say you're Dub Nation, whatever the hell it is you call yourselves, and you grew up in this pair, you, I grew up in San Francisco. If you grew up in the Bay Area, I mean, you grew up not liking the Lakers. I mean, it's a friendly competition. I get it. But for someone to say that not only am I leaving your team to go watch somebody else play a basketball game because it's historic or what have you, but it's LeBron James and it's the Los Angeles Lakers. That's the ultimate disrespect. And why do it? What's the point of you even saying that, Draymond? Other than to set yourself and open that door up like when you have a bad game tonight. I sure as hell am going to crack you. Every single time you have a bad game, I'm going to remind everybody what it is that he said on that podcast. Well, but see, but even Charles Barkley, right, the, the, the hot tech guy that says thing that, that pisses the world off, right? It's one thing for Charles Barkley to be like, I'm not a role model. It's another thing for it's another thing. It's one thing for Charles Barkley to be like women in San Antonio was big, right? Like he's, he says he says jerk things, right? But but the character that 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 Charles Barkley has always pervade, portrayed, right? It's consistent. It is consistent. Draymond Green is consistently contradicting the things that he says. Consistently contradict who he's supposed to be. And that, that I feel like, is going to hurt him as a media personality, right? Because we know who Charles Barkley is. We know the kind of stuff he's going to say. We know what to expect. It's consistent. From the time he was a young dude to now he's a 60-something-year-old dude, Barkley is Barkley. Draymond Green, one day, one day he's like, one day he's uh, he's mad at the media. Oh, you guys falsely reported on me, and I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do any interviews. Uh, I'm not gonna say much. Then he's doing interviews in in the hallway. Like what? You know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he's, he's I, like, I, I think he'll do well in media though. He's, he's, it's a different animal. People are, because he's not just talking regionally to fans and fans know him. He's talking to that large network audience. Yeah, but people, but people. At some He'll point, do well. He'll do at well. At some point, man, if you would do it, talk out both sides of your mouth. I, I don't care who is. I don't care what what the what the platform is, what the subject is, man. If you're not real, if you're not real, and people think you fake, then nobody cares. No, nobody's gonna care.
But you're right. And, and he's starting he's starting to show a little little bit of sign of that. There there's a there's a bully element to this. <laughs> I, I I know we're going all in on this guy, but you're right. This is what happens when someone doesn't confront a bully. He just continues to grow and has empowered. The beginning of the season, when he talked about KD and blamed it on basically management and Bob, you know, Bob Myers and Steve Kerr, he said it was their fault. And that's what he said to KD again on another podcast, even before the season started. And all those guys, Meyer and Kerr, like, oh, God, this is what I got to deal with before the season starts, when the season opens up. These are the questions I'm going to have to answer. He does this continually, man, where he didn't care. And it's because there's nobody else in the room that's bigger than him. There's no Ben Wallace who says, hey, dude, don't do that crap anymore. I'll smack you. I don't care. Man, can the dub just hire Charles Oakley as an unofficial coach, man? <laughs> I, I just want Big Oak in there in, in the locker room looking looking at Draymond like, like he's his new cellmate, okay? I'm just saying. That's what I want. I need somebody in that organization that can get in this dude's face and, 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 and do to him what he tries to do to everybody else. And he, you're right. He just he, somebody has somebody should have curtailed this years ago, and now he's just a he's a monster out of control. Like he he knows that he has complete reign. He's, what are you going to do? He, he's headed down. He's headed to Kanye status. <laughs> he's not going. No one's that crazy. But I'm just saying. He's, he's Putin. He's, is he's, he he's is. going a little Kanye West at some point. He's he's headed down that path of of Kanye ness. All right. Well, it wasn't all on Draymond tonight as the Warriors. They fall again to the Atlanta Hawks, a Hawks team that has been a huge disappointment, underwhelming after going to the Eastern Conference Finals a year ago, and the Warriors who have played so well against Miami. And I, I attribute part of this, not to make any excuses, but when you're on the road like this, this is, this is, the challenge, this is about as challenging as it gets. When you're, you're going back-to-back back and then you have to take on Atlanta and you're in that different time zone – this is just one of those games, I think, in the second half, they didn't have – there was no reach down and let me get something out of my bag. There was just nothing there. They had no energy, and they had, they had absolutely nothing. Not, again, defensively, they were terrible. They gave up 69 points in the first half. But something that we have talked about, and again, I, I want to revisit, is that when, when Clay's filling it up for 37 points, it'd be nice to have that Andrew Wiggins we saw against Miami. It'd be nice to see Kaminga be Kaminga against Miami – with, again, Clay Thompson going nuts for 37, to having that balance of more than just one contributor. And you got to get to a point, whether it's Wiggins or Kaminga or some of these younger players, that they don't feel as though they have to look over their shoulder and defer. That's the only time this team, I think, is going to be balanced and completely good, one through five. So silver lining, silver lining from tonight. Let me hear it. If you want to go yeah, to silver one. linings. We 30, need one. 37 points from Clay Thompson. He shot spectacularly. Nine he threes. Good, he took good shots. He took good shots. Is that assuming Curry comes back and Curry is Curry, right? You know you can rely on Curry for almost 30 a night if you need to. You know Jordan Poole can give you 25 to 30 a night. And you know Clay Thompson could give you 25 to 30 in a night. So from a scoring standpoint, this team is going to have as much firepower as anybody the question becomes, can the defense hold up enough so that they can outscore teams? Because the defense, that was a, that's what they hang their hat on at the beginning of the season. Number one defense for like the first two or three months for the last two or three. Statistically, they're still good. 
Uh, yeah, the eye test, eye testily, are not. They're not people like just again. Did you just say I testily? I did say I testily. I just made it up. I, I do <laughs> listen. How, how many times? How, how many times a, a night do I make up a word? No, it's one. I got just got to call it out. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I, you should be used to this. <laughs> oh, um, but no, I testily. They don't look good. And there's far like there's so many times where they get plays that you teach eighth graders to run. And they get wide, give up wide open buckets in critical situations. So if you're playing lockdown defense for 40 minutes a game, but the eight minutes you're falling off is in is in the last two minutes of each quarter, and you lose games, I, that's not good defense. That's not good defense because when the other time team's really trying, you can't stop them. And that's what I've seen a whole whole bunch of the last two months. Another as we look again, at- I was trying to go silver lining. So silver lining, <laughs> last like three the silver seconds. lining, they, they can score with anybody. Uh, well, I think that employing that three-guard offense is going to be exciting. They're, you're going to get points, but the only problem is, is that defensively, you know, when you have, you know, three guys that that are mediocre defensively, I would put Clay as a mediocre defender these days, and I would say that at this juncture, Jordan Poole is meh, on his best nights a mediocre defender, and Steph has always been mediocre. Although this year, I would say he's a little bit, you know, the needle's going sort of in the better than average when it comes defensively. So. They're going. Listen, there's still a level of excitement when Steph comes back, because you still don't know, and it's just a matter of whether there's enough meat on this bone, as far as the end of the season for this team, to get in sync, hit their stride, and make a serious run. I, you know, it's sort of reminiscent of that of the 49ers, if you think about it, Shamari. I mean, good and bad, bad when they lost four games, and then all of a sudden they they flipped that switch in the final month of the season, and boom, one game, a couple of minutes away from a Super Bowl. So it's possible, but you know, right now, <laughs> right now it doesn't look good, and well, that's putting it mildly. Again, another silver lining, and I don't. I'm beginning to. This isn't a thing you should be hanging your hat on, but another silver lining is is we don't know what this team looks like when it's fully assembled. It, we we haven't seen it. Igadawa hasn't played. Maybe he comes back. GP2 was out for an extended period of time before uh, before Curry came back, right? So GP2 contributed. This team is such a, a jigsaw puzzle a of a team that it, it's hard. For instance, okay, you lose CP3 and you are and you are the uh and you're the Suns, you lose CP3, you go 11 14 because well, well Booker, Aiton, campaign. Yeah, right. You go eleven and four, but this Warriors team—they they are the truest definition of synergy in that the sum of the parts is greater than the whole. When you have all the parts, so what that's going to be, I don't know. It'll be better. Will it be good enough? Well, we will soon find out because we're getting right down to it. Still, two games remaining on this road trip, and then of course the Warriors come back home. The Warriors in this seating, it'll be interesting to see where, whether they can stave off and hold on to number three and not slip to four or five. But, you know, Utah and here comes Dallas, they're eyeing the Warriors. They recognize there's blood in the water, man. They're licking their chops. And it's a Warrior team that, you know, again, when we think about the glass half full, I'll point to GP2 and and his his positivity tonight and the consistent play that he provides on this basketball team. And if you do want to look at something that, you know, the future is an oncoming locomotive, it's a team that once they get Steph back, and he's not the end all, but Jordan Poole has turned a corner, and if Wiggins can come back, you know, there's, there's 
there's moving pieces that, that this, there's still a level of hope. There's still, you know, it's not all over. It's not, you know, it's not as though this is it. This is the team and forget about it because uh, this is who you, this is who you're going to dance with to the end of the season. No, you're getting, you're getting people back and you know, there's going to be chemistry and players are only going to get better from this point forward, including Jonathan Kaminga. Let's get to a break. When we continue, we'll move on from Warriors wrap-up and just do a show and open it up. We'll talk Niners if you want. We'll get into, of course, the San Francisco Giants and their offseason. We'll do all things sports, including potentially, maybe, just maybe, Shamari Block will freestyle. Next on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.